Live from our super-secret studios above Jacques' Flower Shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? You talking to me? Yeah, I hear you. You had a question for me. It's all here on the Gerard at Large radio program. Hello? On 90.7 WLMW, New Hampshire Family Radio. I'm sorry, who did you say you were? I am your host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 1 of Toronto at Large. I am your three hours of sleep if I was lucky host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. All right, I hear the phone ringing already, so I'll give the number. It's 606-6762. That's 606-6762. And, uh, of course, we are in our final week uh, here at Gerard at Large, as we announced yesterday. And I'm actually afraid to go onto Facebook because I have not been there since the show signed off yesterday. I uh, thank you. I am I am a little busy. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I, I just have to put this bluntly. Yesterday was just a long, bloody day. <laughs> uh, I did not get home from the school board meeting until 11:30 last night, and uh, that's always the danger with the short agendas because uh, people feel the need to fill the time. We have Eric in Manchester on the line. Good morning, Eric. Oh, hey, I got a good question, man. When you go off the air on Friday, uh, on Monday, whether you just have, like, national stuff in your place? Uh, my guess is they will probably, uh, yes, be piping in whatever the, uh, was, I forget what their name is in the morning. But uh, uh, American Family Radio does have a uh, does have a morning show that airs on their affiliates when local programming. Oh, like this is all right. Here. They won't be able to have your your funny jokes all about the uh, the lights. That was funny. <laughs> See, how people pay attention when it's a, when it's a storm. I have to call him the Ed Osborne lights because he was that was his idea. Oh storm. yeah, Ed Osborne was he was big on the lights. Yeah, yeah that was and in fact, daughter died and then. Shortly after he died, yeah, yeah, pancreatic his, his cancer. Daughter, his daughter died of breast cancer, and this just killed the poor guy. Yeah, and and he he uh, he actually ended up uh, dying of uh, pancreatic cancer shortly thereafter. Yeah, but, uh, I'll tell you a, a nice tribute that the city paid to uh, Alderman Osborne, who represented Ward Five for many years, uh, the center city. Was uh, during his funeral procession, they uh, they actually ran the snow emergency lights in his honor. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I got a quick question there. Uh, do you think uh, Powell Wong will win his recount on the Friday? Uh, you know, that's a, a good question um, because, you know, recounts are funny things. And one of the things that you find in recounts is that, uh, for example, ballots that are considered blank by the machine may not, in fact, be blank. They, they may have been improperly marked. It's so close, seven votes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, seven votes like, there. Fifty dollars. 20, 20 I votes. talked to him on Sunday. He goes to my church, the first church. Oh, yeah? And he says, yeah. He says, so close. Oh, yeah. He says I, mean, that, uh, I told him I was worth the money to, to uh, get a recount. Or nothing to lose. <laughs> oh, exactly. You've already lost, so why not? <laughs> I think I think he's going to win. That's, that's my prediction. You heard it here first. You yeah. do. All and right. Have a, uh, have a good retirement from your show. 
Yeah, well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate uh, your being out there and uh, your calls over the years and uh, the nice shout-out you gave me at the school board last night when you came to the uh, public comment session. That was uh, appreciated. So, yeah, let's uh, since Eric has raised the specter of recounts, you know, people are looking at it and saying, well, yeah, Pat Long, he sh- he, it's only seven votes. He should have the recount. But, uh, you know, Debbie Langton, uh, Peter McCone, no, no, they shouldn't. It's, it's too many votes to overcome. Um, that may be right. But I'll, I'll tell you something, and I explain this, and, you know, it's funny. I've heard more people comment about my explanation of uh, recounts and how they work. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but the reason why you do a recount when it's, I mean, come on, really? Now, you can overturn that kind of a margin. There would have to be almost, I'd say, something systemic in it. But... Ballots that are often read as blanks by the machines are ballots that are often mismarked. They're not really blank. Someone put a check mark or an X or someone filled in both uh, both names and, you know, tried to cross one off. Uh, you know, they, they filled in the circle, but they didn't fill it in enough kind of stuff. So what you see on ballots it will actually blow your mind when you you take a look at how so many people fail to follow such simple directions. Um, so when you I, did we have somebody call when we were talking about this last time and say, oh, maybe the schools should teach kids how to vote. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, maybe the schools will be like Dan Bergeron at the polls handing out uh, photocopies of the ballots uh, with all of the people they were, quote, supposed to vote for uh, filled in. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Um, it's actually a crime. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I do think that um, uh, somebody that close, I mean, when you're talking statistically, right? So 20, well, let me see. Let's do this. What's 1,050 plus 1,070 class? That's zero to one. That's 1,120 votes. You're 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 talking about a variance. Oh, and then you have to add the three hundred and four. I think it was right. So eleven twenty plus three hundred and four, and there were a handful of write-ins, but we'll call it that. So twenty divided by fourteen twenty-four. So you're you're talking about a one percent variance, not even point zero one four. You know, that's not an insurmountable margin. And I, Peter McCone, listen, I encouraged Peter McCone, Democrat, to file for a recount. I encouraged Debbie Langton, independent, former Democrat, to file for a recount. Uh, you know, you get uh, uh, Pat Long, Democrat, filed for a recount. It seems to me there was one other sort of close vote like that that may or may not be considered recountable. Why am I drawing a blank on that? Was that Ward 1? No. Ward 2? No. Ward 3? Well, yeah, Pat, Ward 4, no. Ward 5, thank you, sir. Uh, no, Ward 6, yes. Oh, yeah, John DePietro. He was 50 votes off the pace, I think. John... <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I brought the Pepe hat today. So we'll have to put it on. We'll do, men, uh, we'll do our men with hats bit. And you notice I'm wearing the uh, Mr. Rogers sweater. The Mr. Rogers sweaters. Yeah, I'm, I might do story time with Rich today. You, go. you know, other than that, it was just cold. Um, 
So uh, Ward 7, no. Ward 8, then nothing recountable in Ward 8. Ward 9, uh, yeah, Ward 9. Jim uh, Jim Burkish, only 23 votes off the pace versus uh, Barbara Shaw. Apparently, he decided not to file for the recount. And uh, that, that, you know, that's understandable when you're when you're at that sort of vote count, um, you, you know, you really could go either way. So what a recount does, though, for those really close races is it says to the supporters of the people who pulled up just a bit short that uh, those candidates that they supported are going to take, uh, you know, take a look and make sure there was nothing wrong. You know, for example, we know in Ward 2, and I'm not saying they they wrongly disqualified these uh, absentee ballots, but in Ward 2, there were nine. What if those are nine Debbie Langton votes? Now you're down to 11. It could be nine David Scandal votes, and you'd be up to 29 if they get counted. And the Board of Recount will determine whether or not they can uh, or should be counted. And when you take a look at some of the crazy things where you, you know, you're a bit like Karnak. You, get, you, take, the, you take the envelope with the piece of paper into it. You, you put it on your head and you go, hmm, the voter intended to vote for Debbie Langton. And, uh, you know, so the way the process unfolds is it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting uh, because there will be teams of counters. And uh, I, I am announcing today that I will be among the ballot counters for Debbie Langton. And a member of the city clerk's office staff will take a ballot. Of course, this is all great big to do. You have to, you know, you go, both both camps are entitled to send representatives with uh, city personnel to the vault where the ballots are stored. They will verify that the ballot box is sealed the way it was sealed on election night. They will escort the boxes of ballots up to the uh, or to where they're being counted. So in this case, it's at the Carol Rines Center. And then the ballot boxes will be open and they'll reconcile. They'll count the ballots. They'll reconcile. Uh, you know, they, They'll take a look at the spoiled ballots, the ones where the voters went, "Uh oh, I screwed up and went to a ballot inspector um, and got another ballot. So they'll reconcile all the counts. They'll take a look at everything that was disqualified. For example, these nine ballots I was talking about on the absentees. Um, and then they'll present the ballots that um, were cast. And the city clerk uh, staff will announce the vote. This is a vote for Deborah Langton. And if the Deborah Langton and the David Scandal people agree, or the Pat Long and the Tim Baines people agree, or the Elizabeth Ann Moreau and the Peter McCone people agree, then it will get set in a pile. If they don't agree then that's called a challenged ballot. It will be set aside and presented to the Board of Recount, and the Board of Recount will hear arguments from both sides as to whether or not the ballot is to be counted, and if so, for whom. And the Board of Recount, which is a three-person board, uh, a three -person board, will make a ruling. If it, it will either be a ballot for one candidate or the other, or, or it will be uh, considered a no vote, a, a, you know, a blank ballot, because we could not divine through all of the hieroglyphics, drawings, arrows, circles, mismarks, X's, and check marks, uh, You think I'm kidding. You haven't been to a recount. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it will be considered an on-ballot. Then they will count the ballots and uh, put them in stacks of 25. And see, this is why Joyce Craig... Uh, went from losing by 75 to losing by 64 when she really lost by 89 two years ago. 
is because in Ward 1, there was a miscounting of the stacks of 25. Even the city clerk said, no, that's not right. And they asked the board of recount to not to not to recount Ward 1 a second time, but to go verify their count by checking the stacks of 25. And the board of recount said no. That was controlled by Democrats. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so the board of recount said no. Okay, fine. Uh, but uh, Gatz just really picked up 14 votes. So you take a look at that. And, and typically what you see in a recount is everybody's vote count goes up. Some go up by more than others. But every now and then you find something that makes you go, thank God we took a look because it changed an outcome. So is it possible that all three results will be confirmed, albeit with a different set of numbers? Yes. Is it possible that any one of the three could be overturned? Yes. We'll know Friday, and you'll have to stay tuned to the Gerard at Large blog because we won't be here to tell you who won on Monday.